Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Weekly Word Podcast. I'm Chris Hout, AIM Coach, and this is episode 131. And currently, we're not doing weekly word podcasts. I would say every couple of days, a couple of thoughts out there responding to some of the concerns and questions that a lot of my athletes are asking, as well as some of you, the listeners, reaching out with emails and so forth on what we're going through in this current environment, as well as how we can work through our training and our consistency. So that's what this will be. It will be a, every few days, a short check-in on how you're doing, because these are going to be some turbulent, challenging, difficult times, and I want us all to sort of remain somewhat connected to our fitness. Things are being moved, things are being canceled or postponed, but that doesn't mean we can't stay connected to our fitness. Will we be at our fittest? In many cases, or actually in most cases, no. Will we be at our strongest? Probably not. Will we be able to do all the activities and sports that we like to do? Most likely not as well. But that doesn't mean we can't stay connected to our fitness. As we talk about with wedge weeks or during the holidays, those two, three weeks, staying somewhat connected to that when life frees up a bit again, we are at least able and healthy and connected to that level of fitness close enough so that we gradually can launch to a new level of fitness to expand our fitness to become stronger, better, and fitter. And that's what this current time is leaving us with. The ability to stay connected will set us up for when things open up again in the future. Now we are looking at many weeks here and with the, all the postponements and cancellations, but also rescheduling, a lot of things will open up in the fall and late summer where we want to be able to make the decisions and choices and be ready for some exciting, potentially very exciting opportunities and adventures and races that might present themselves. There is opportunity in this somehow. And in order for us to take advantage of that, for us to be ready, to be motivated, to be excited, to be healthy, to make those decisions, to make those choices, we want to stay connected to our fitness in this difficult time. There's a lot of turbulence and a lot of adversity happening right now. I get that. And we have kids at home. Many of them, most of them have school canceled. Many of us, especially here in the Bay Area, all of us are at home. We're sort of sequestered to our homes. And so getting to a pool, getting to a gym has all been canceled. And again, I talk for many of you because A, I know what it's like here in the Bay Area living here, as well as what I've heard from so many of you out there. How do we go through this time and how do we stay connected? Well, as I wrote to many of my athletes, it's taking advantage of what we can do. We can hike, we can run, we can loaded hike, we can do a home gym type of setup, jump rope, um, basic body weight strength, kettlebells and dumbbells if anybody has them. We have a mat, hopefully. We can do pull-ups, we can do push-ups, we can do lots of core work and chassis integrity work just based on body weight. If we kick out of these two, three months, which is probably what we're looking at, with a level of understanding our body, our core, our stability, our strength, our body weight strength better, good. That's already a positive. 
if we kick out of this with a stronger lower body meaning from the hiking and the loaded hiking and rucking and running and trails and pavement and overall just movement strength like that that's a good thing right um, so many different ways that we can go through these next few months and staying connected to fitness again is it a reality that we're going on three four hour runs probably not for most of us we have too many responsibilities and obligations at home is it a reality that we're going on three four five hour bike rides probably not also in this environment right but a little something every day continuing to progress forward in other ways, maybe in our core strength, maybe in our overall body weight strength, maybe in our leg strength, maybe in our ability to jump rope, maybe in the amount of stretch cords we're doing to prepare us for that when the pools open up again, we are better suited than even others and not even from a competitive sense, but just again, that because we stay diligent, because we stayed motivated and focused, because we continue to care and think about how will this present an opportunity to me or to us, it allows us choices down the road that I think will be positive. I think we will all be grateful for the fact that we remain connected to fitness, that we remained healthy, injury-free, and on a platform of fitness and strength that allows us to launch to bigger volume, to bigger training hours, to more consistent training hours when life and time frees up again. And that's what we really want to stay focused on in this difficult time, because there is, of course, our sanity. I mean, for us to think that this is a selfish aspect, somewhat you could spin that angle. But also, like I've said to so many times, not only on this podcast, but also in my conversations with my athletes this week is our self-care makes us better people. Our self-care gives us energy that allows us to give more to others, give more energy, have a positive mindset, be stay motivated and focused on the tasks at hand with regards to our family, with regards to what needs to get done. From that perspective, our daily self-care and through these difficult times, it's not selfish. It's about making us a better version of ourselves in order to then give more to others, to be available, to be more resilient, to be more patient, to have a better perspective. Again, to be that shining light, that guiding light that others look at us or even not even look at us, but that we remain the energizer bunnies of this community people where they can rely on, you know what, they'll get it done. Our families, seeing how we remain consistent, seeing how we remain connected, and we don't let adversity change us in our routines that much, but more adjust and still have that passion and energy, motivation, and importantly, mindset towards being an athlete. That's what we're going to do on the podcast. Just dive into these turbulent times and any questions that may come up. Stretch cords, for example. Now that the pools are closed for many of us, how can we re replace that muscle group or at least train that type of fitness? And while stretch cords aren't exactly one-to-one -one 
in its relationship to swimming in the pool. The load is a little bit too much on the muscle groups, even with easier stretch cords. It does provide an opportunity to mimic a good 2,000 to 3,000 in the pool. So important will be good form and technique. And many of you can find that form and technique on YouTube with my stretch cords video. It's old, it's grainy, and I'd love to say I've recorded a new one, but I wasn't prepared for this entire thing to blow up as quickly as it did. But you'll see decent technique on there and a decent, somewhat decent <laughs> description of what I'm looking for when it comes to stretch cord technique and the format. Important is to remember that you know your stroke count for a 25. So for example, if you take 15 strokes, that means 30 with both arms. So let's say 30 strokes per length, 15 per arm. That means for a 50, you do 30 pulls. For a 100, you do 60 pulls per arm. So therefore, you can quickly mimic that with easier stretch cords. Make sure you don't look at it, look at it as a strength workout, but more as an endurance aerobic conditioning workout. So let's say in this case, in this example, 60 pulls is 100. So if you do 600 pulls, you're going to get in a solid um, thousand yards like that. But just something to consider on how you're doing the math on some of these. And I just recently, not recently, yesterday, posted a swim stretch cords workout as well as that math and the technique on how to go about it. Now, many ask me, is there only one way to do stretch cords? You can do single arm. You can do alternating arms with a break at the front of your stroke. You can do alternating arms where one arm's back and one arm's forward at all times. So it's sort of a quicker alternating aspect. You can do 10 one side, 10 on the other side. You can do double arm. You can turn it around and do some chest flies and some tricep extensions above your head. You can do some curls, things like that, just to mix up the muscle groups. But in general, you wanna think of one pull on the stretch cord being one pull in the pool on that arm, and so you can do the math from there. Now, it takes longer than you think because you need more recovery on stretch cords than you do in the pool. Again, it's a muscularly fatiguing exercise. The training you know, breaks you down somewhat important is for now that you think only about good form, that high elbow that I show on the video, that's also on my website. And from there, you actually get a better swim stroke, hopefully out of this, than you would had you not had this downtime. Because in the pool, we often think of a workout and just getting it in versus really slowing down and taking the opportunity to think about our stroke and our mechanics and where our power is and where we're fatiguing, and so forth. Uh, stretch cord will definitely help us with that. Now, some of you have asked, well, stretch cords, what does that mean? It's a specific brand, stretch cords ending with a Z. And so many companies, you could use surgical tubing or try to build your own, but it's not the same because the resistance isn't consistent throughout it. That the first part of the pull and the back end of the pull are the same on the body. And so that you are able to really mimic good motions from the pool. Important again is that high elbow, but that you're going deep because you're not twisting your torso similarly to the, similarly, as you would in the pool. You're not breathing in stretch cords to the side. 
So it's important not to overtax your shoulders and do this technique wrong. Enter early and start as I do on the video and then pull all the way straight through the channel so that when you're looking at yourself doing stretch cords, let's say in a mirror or from the side, the mirror being on the side, that you can quickly see that you're doing semicircles. From the front of your stroke to the back of your stroke, it looks like a half of a circle. That's stretch cords. I wouldn't necessarily think about doing more than a thousand or 1500 at this point. And even that is a lot of pulls. Um, somebody who's experienced with stretch cords might be doing a thousand. But in the beginning, you'll find it, you'll be quite sore from it. And you'll want to make sure that you don't get so sore that you can't do them again in two, three days. So that's how stretch cord work. And if you have questions on this, again, never hesitate to send me an email. But it is a good way to stay connected to your swim stroke, stay connected to the power through the channel of your swimming, and for you also to observe how you're doing your swimming outside of the water and how you're pulling through the channel and what your hand is doing. As I do in the video, I talk about how you're looking at your swim stroke the entire time and your pull through. Again, an opportunity to kick out of this smarter, stronger, and with better knowledge about how you want to swim once those pools open up again. Many of you have asked about the home gym needs and what you can do at home now that the gyms are closed. And body weight, of course, is a great way to sort of get some of the imbalances of your body reconfigured, as well as addressing some weak spots and blind spots in our overall body weight strength. But it's a great time to work on core. It's a great time on working on our body weight jumping ability, stretching, flexibility. This is a great time to be working on simple push-ups, simple squats, air squats, and lunges. A great time to be working on pull-ups, general strength like that. Now, of course, there's plenty of core exercise we can be doing, good core routines out there. A lot of twisting and torso movement is what you want because, again, with our running motion, a lot of that is torso twisting and with our swimming, of course, as well. Another thing to keep in mind is that you can definitely improve your running, not only by the frequency in these next few weeks, nothing super long as we discussed in the opening where you're going out for two, three, four hours. That's probably not realistic for many of us. But as these workouts start piling up and you also want to do something different, I like rucking. And rucking is where you're hiking with weight. Rucking from rucksack and hiking put together, which works pretty nicely. It strengthens your joints and tendons. It adds some load to your hiking. It adds a cardio aspect to your hiking. And overall strength-wise, if it's some rolling terrain or you're going uphill, obviously a great um, benefit there too. For those of you especially getting ready for some long mountain runs or runs in the western part of the United States with big climbs and a lot of downhills. Hiking and rucking allows your joints and ligaments and tendons to get ready for what will be running downhill and running uphill. And if you're doing that loaded, it'll make your running slash hiking, because even in the big mountain runs, most of the steep ups we're hiking will make that easier and more balanced, I should say. So that's another great opportunity, same as with the squats. 
when we're home with the squats. And of course, if you have kettlebells and dumbbells and so on, you can do some loaded lunges and loaded squats, but also with that vest or whatever you're using for your loaded hikes, you can also do squats. You can do step-ups. Great way if you don't have trails or hills close by you, you can get that 16 to 20 inch box and do your loaded step-ups. I'll be very careful on all of this to start with low weight early on and then ever so gently, five pounds here, five pounds there, maybe per week, gently move that up. So I wouldn't start with anything more than 25 pounds and I wouldn't move past anything more than 40 or 45 pounds. That's plenty for loaded. So if you start at 25 pounds with some hiking, that's already gonna have a significant impact. And with the step-ups, I would also be careful and very observant how you feel the few days after on maybe starting with 15 pounds, surely less than 20, because again, it's a completely new exercise. It depends even how many times you've done step-ups. Maybe, and highly recommended, you started with unloaded step-ups. Just getting the body used to that motion, a couple hundred of those, 300, 400 is a great place to start with unloaded step-ups. It'll give you a good idea. That's usually a good start for the home gym. So we've talked about push-ups. I like hand-release push-ups, but in general, push-ups, pull-ups, and then a ton of core work. We can do leg work with lunges and air squats. Then we can do, obviously, trail running and regular running. We can do hiking and loaded hiking and rocking. And we can do step-ups and loaded step-ups. So that gives us a good routine to work through. I'm currently doing, what is it? It looks like stretch cords two or three times a week. I'm doing some body weight strength two or three times a week. I'm doing some loaded hiking two-ish times a week. I hike with my dogs almost every day. So just a question of increasing that with a loaded one. And then I am running. Of course, it's raining here. So the cycling opportunity is pretty limited as well. And I don't own a trainer. I got rid of those a couple years ago after spending too many years teaching indoor cycling classes and spending too much time on the trainer myself. I just sort of threw them out one day and that was that <laughs> out of frustration and anger. So that'll keep you going for two, three, four weeks comfortably. And if we need to add more weight and if we need to add more load and stress to that strength aspect, that's easy with the kettlebells, with the loaded packs, with the dumbbells, with the explosive power of squats and lunges and so forth. But if we get all that going and stay connected to that as well as core work, when we return to the gym, it will be close to being connected. It will be that you're connected, but that you can quickly add load back on from what bigger weights provide. It'll allow you to connect to longer runs pretty quickly because of the frequency and volume you've done so far. The stretch cords will allow you to maintain some sort of conditioning and muscular endurance for two, 3,000 in the pool. Will you be ready for four or 5,000? No. And that will probably fatigue you differently, but your platform to coming back to the three to 4,000, four to 5,000 will come quickly. It'll allow for that. And then finally, hopefully some of you are staying connected with cycling. And in the cycling aspect, as I mentioned, I've opened up all my intervals 
um, for my athletes over the last three years online. And for those of you that are looking for something different than Zwift or some of the online platforms that are there with your trainer, I also opened up to everybody my 2018 cycling intervals. So you probably have a good 50 or 60 to pull from there. And what I'll do is I'll update on the website with some stretch cord workouts probably every two, three days so that people can mix it up. You'll see in there rest intervals. You'll see in there the sets and why and how we do the math. And hopefully you'll get a chance to look at that video and get a good sense of how you should be doing stretch cords. So I think we put those two together, the indoor gym, the outdoor swimming, uh, outdoor running and cycling and hiking, along with stretch cords. We've just put together a solid training week. Again, that keeps us connected. Let's not make any excuses. Of course, these are difficult times. Of course, there's a lot going on and it's overwhelming. Kids are at home, spouses are at home, who knows, even more things might be at home. College kids, college kids, friends, all kinds of different scenarios. Stay with your routine, of course abbreviated, but stay with your self-care. And in your motivation, continue to remember, when we kick out of this, you want to be fit enough to make choices to your advantage. A lot of these events will have moved to the second half of the year. New events will present themselves. Choices will be made, need to be made, for example. A lot of people might not be able to do that Ironman or that half Ironman at that time of year. They have other obligations or responsibilities or needs. Things might present themselves to you that you can do an event that you didn't think you would do before or your local 50 miler is now available in the fall that you didn't think you were gonna sign up for because you had other things going on in the spring or in the summer. And now you can do your local 50 miler um, in your state or in your area. And that will be beautiful in the fall and the fall foliage and so forth. You don't know, we all don't know. But when we do kick out, we want to be connected to the fitness we want to make our choices and we want to know that we did everything we could and we will be rewarded for the consistency and the motivation we kept during this difficult time. I hope that truly helps. For many of you, you might be struggling the most with the motivation. The goal and the event and your desired outcome has either been canceled or it's been pushed forward so far that you don't feel that it's currently of a priority or an urgency to stay training the way you were. And again, we know that you're not training or it's not possible to train the way we were because again, of the changes in schedule and things available and certain um, restrictions put on our time outside as well as doing what we wanna do gym, pool, whatever. But again, because things have not gone our way, it doesn't mean we give up on our goals. We give up on our future desired outcomes, the things we're excited about. I get it. You had Ultraman in a few weeks and you've trained for a year to get ready for this. It is absolutely devastating for sure. The sacrifices, the time, the motivation, it all gets punched in the gut from that being canceled or being deferred, excuse me, until November. It makes everything reset. But what do I say to that athlete? Well, 
What I say is we've gone through a training cycle. You've remained healthy, motivated, fit. We're going to take two, three weeks here to reset the system. And now we're going to take that level of fitness and who you are now, not who you were eight months ago, the one who you are now and build upon that. And that fitness isn't going anywhere. Your knowledge, your learning, your insights, your application of all that time hasn't gone anywhere. So now you're a smarter athlete, you're a fitter athlete, you're a better prepared athlete, you're a more knowledgeable athlete with regards to nutrition, with regards to hydration, with regards to strength, with regards to how you go about it, with regards to your training routes, with regards to so many aspects, you are not the same person. And so when we gradually, in a healthy manner, rebuild and re-ramp up the training again, you are going to be so far ahead of who you were getting ready for the old Ultraman that you are now going to be more motivated. You're going to have a bigger smile on your face and you're going to be more excited to do this event. And the same applies for all of you. You were doing Oceanside. You were doing an Ironman. You were doing you know, a 50 mile or a 100 mile or a 100K. All that, absolutely, it is a bummer that things got postponed or canceled. But again, who we are now in our prep versus who we are were when we started versus where we're going, we're just accelerating the process. We're building upon a layer of fitness that you've achieved, you've built, you've done the work. Let's not let that get away. Let's build on top of that. And we can do so effectively and efficiently, even with our limited time currently, because you've built such a ginormous, I love that word, ginormous, uh, platform. The knowledge is there. The experience is there. How to manage it with family and career is there. And when we kick out of this to be strong and prepare even better for the event, to give us an outcome we even more so didn't think we could have because we consistently kept building even longer than before, that's amazing. And that's beautiful. And that takes this whole time of adversity and turns it into an opportunity again. There is opportunity waiting for all of us in some way from all of this, and not just in an athletic way. Overall, there is opportunity. We just can't see it yet. The experience we have, the experiences we will have, all that, when we look back in a year from now, a year and a half from now, and say, well, it was a bummer, but look what transpired from it, came from it. We grew from what presented itself and what track or direction our life took from there. Opportunity. Let's continue to be ready and prepared for the opportunity that these canceled and postponed events gave us. All right, a short episode of the Weekly Word podcast. I wouldn't say of this week's episodes because I probably will have another one later in the week, but I want to use these shorter episodes in order to check in with all of you and discuss some of the thoughts and concerns and questions that are going around as we embrace these next few weeks and months of difficult training time. And I say training time, and of course, it's a difficult time for many in general. The part that I'd like to contribute to and have some insight with is the training time and how to keep you focused on your self-care and your ability to have energy 
compassion around that and therefore allowing you to give more to others and those around you and the loved ones, those that need it so very much. So have a great few days, everybody. I hope you're having an opportunity to continue to train, to embrace these times, to spend time with loved ones, still continue to get your work done somehow. And yeah, we will continue to figure this out together as the endurance community, as the ultra endurance community. And despite events being postponed and canceled, we will figure this out and we will persevere. So thank you all so much as usual for listening. And I look forward to talking to you guys in a few days.